Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Thursday, June 30th, 2022. And our top story today, the VA is studying psychedelics to improve the mental health of veterans. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more is Dr. Rachel Yehuda. She's Director of Mental Health at the James J. Peters Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Rachel, it's so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. This is a really important topic, and I want to break it down over the next two segments. But first, let me ask you, uh, what's the status of our fighting men and women, our veterans, in terms of their mental health? How are they doing? Because they have served in several conflicts uh, across the across the globe. How are they doing from a mental health perspective? Well, I hope that the mental health of our veterans is improving. Um, but about 15% of veterans who have served currently have PTSD and about 30% have had it at some point in their lives. Yeah, and, and obviously that has an impact not only on the veteran, which obviously very important having served in the military on behalf of the country, but it also can impact their families, their spouses, their children, their coworkers, right? So it is, it is something that can become pervasive and impact many people. Yes, PTSD and in fact, all mental conditions really are a family affair. They profoundly affect anybody who has to live with somebody who has a mental health problem or who's suffering from it. And it's very interesting because a lot of people who suffer from mental health symptoms and particularly PTSD, they don't wanna burden their families. And so they kind of don't talk about what's going on with them thinking that they're sparing their family. Um, but oftentimes this avoidance of going inside yourself um, can sometimes also be a problem because everybody senses that your mind is somewhere else and that you're not fully engaged with what's happening in the here and now. How is PTSD, before, we're gonna talk about the, the drug, uh, the clinicals in a second, which I think is absolutely fascinating. And I wanna get into that, but up until these drug trials, how was PTSD treated? Is it done through therapy, just talking in a group setting or with a therapist, talking this through? Is it treated with medicine or all the above? Well, PTSD requires um, kind of an approach where a lot of things have to happen. The, the fundamental idea is to revisit the trauma and process the traumatic memory. And for people that have PTSD, PTSD is fundamentally about the fact that you don't have control over the memory. And when you have memories of trauma, they often come with a physiological fight or flight response. Um, and just a rush of feelings brings back the shame and the guilt and, and the helplessness that was experienced at the time of the trauma. So going back and kind of revisiting what happened and maybe getting a different narrative arc to the story, such as that you're not responsible for what happened or you did the best that you could. Uh, people really sit with a lot of guilt over, um, over a lot of aspects of what happened in the military is very important. But sometimes the symptoms um, also can be aided with medicine. Um, people are not sleeping well, or if they're very hyper alert, um, oftentimes 
a doctor will prescribe an antidepressant medicine. But it's very difficult to treat this condition because um, talking about traumatic memories is not as simple as you might think. And this idea and the, the general reaction of people when they engage in that process is, this is going to make me feel a lot worse. I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I want to just forget about what happened. And often medicine is used in order to numb um, very raw feelings and help people really to sometimes avoid uh, the traumatic memory. So a lot of patients get into this loop where they don't really wanna talk about the trauma in a real way because it's very distressing. Um, But they also don't necessarily wanna keep taking antidepressants for the rest of their lives, even though many times the antidepressants do help numb the symptoms. Yeah, I wanna ask you about the, the clinical trials that you, that you and the Veterans Administration, the Veterans Affairs, excuse me, are, are doing at the hospital around psychedelics. First, what are psychedelics? Because I think people have all these different notions. I mean, they probably think of things like LSD and other types of drugs. Uh, maybe they read Thomas Wolfe's book, um, whatever. But what are, what are psychedelics? Well, we're talking a drug. When we talk about psychedelics, we're talking about drugs that are really mind manifesting. That's literally what psychedelics means. And what that means is that you experience a, a change in your normal state of consciousness. Now, historically, we have defined psychedelic drugs in terms of properties that I think are pretty scary, like the um, hallucinogens. They're sometimes called. Um, And that really refers to the fact that you can have perceptual distortions on some psychedelic drugs, but they're more things like um, experiencing colors more vividly or hearing sounds more acutely. Um, The difference between having a hallucination in a mental health context and experiencing a kind of um, sensory uh, difference on a psychedelic is that you're totally aware Um, in the latter case, that you're seeing something because of the influence of a medicine. When people hallucinate in the context of a psychotic disorder, um, they don't necessarily know that this isn't reality. So taking a psychedelic drug does afford you the opportunity to have a perception or an experience that you might not otherwise have. Um, Often you look at things and see a lot of beauty in them. For example, you feel like you're a part of nature or you have a revelation, which is called a noetic experience. This idea of going beyond your usual insight to understanding some sort of truth. And some people have a mystical or a religious experience where you um, kind of know that there's more than just what is here in the here and now. So these are some of the properties that psychedelic drugs can have, but psychedelic drugs really vary quite considerably from each other. So so I would give a different answer knowing, um, I would give a different answer based on the specific drug. Yeah, Uh, and thank you for that, Rachel. Last question before we go to a commercial break. Let's talk a little bit about the trial, the trials, I should say, why psychedelics? What what did you and the research team notice that ticked off and ticked off? Maybe it's the wrong word, but kicked off. Maybe it's the better word. Kicked off and and you said 
This could be very positive for members of the military who are suffering from, from PTSD. Yes, I wish our research, um, I wish our, our research team had come up with the idea. Uh, but basically, what motivated us to begin doing a clinical trial was that the FDA declared MDMA-assisted psychotherapy um, to have breakthrough designation, which means that the FDA considered the prior trials that had occurred in um, phase two FDA trials to, be, to have results that were superior to the current treatments that are being used for PTSD. And since we care very much about delivering the highest standard of care to veterans, um, and we've been committed to the study of PTSD for more than three decades here at the Bronx VA, uh, we didn't see how we couldn't study the efficacy of these medicines for PTSD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, it, obviously, it, it's moving. The, it's significantly moving the needle. And I want to talk about that when we come back. When we come back, we'll talk more about treating our nation's veterans suffering from PTSD. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. 
seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report, so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit Repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Dr. Rachel Yehuda. She's Director of Mental Health for the James J. Peters Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Rachel, thanks so much for sticking with us this morning. Sure. My pleasure. This is a great, a great topic uh, for a lot of reasons. One, it's improving, helping our veterans, but it's also working towards improving mental health, which not only our veterans, but many people are suffering today because of a lot of different reasons, because of COVID, because of finances, et cetera. Rachel, let's talk a little bit more about the trials. How do the trials work? And um, can someone sign up for the trials if they're hearing about this today? Um, has the time passed for them to sign up? Sure, I'm happy to talk about how the trials work. And yes, people can sign up for the trials, especially if they live in the Bronx or in New York. Um, but the most important thing to know about the trial is that um, it's called MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. The, the MDMA is taken either twice or three times in the context of medication sessions that are very gentle because MDMA a very gentle drug and not actually a classic psychedelic doesn't cause any visual distortions or anything like that it just gives you kind of a gentle empathic feeling uh, promotes interpersonal trust and it reduces fear and it promotes introspection um, but really the important work of why it might assist in ptsd is the psychotherapy part. Because remember before I said that it is very difficult for people to engage in their traumatic memories. And the natural instinct is, if I don't think about it, and if I don't talk about it, my symptoms will go away. Well, what MDMA does is it helps promote an insight. It reduces the fear and distress that is associated with really that visceral fight or flight that people often have when they start to think about what happened to them. And if you facilitate that process, and you can go very deep in talking about things that you probably should talk about in order to get a better or different idea about what happened and how you can move forward. So the important part of the MDMA-assisted psychotherapy is that you're working in a very comprehensive and intense way with two highly trained um, VA therapists that really have worked with PTSD patients for a long time, but are now bringing to bear on top of that normal expertise, a way to make the veteran potentially feel more comfortable. Now, this is a trial, so we're testing to see whether this is going to work or not. That's the theory behind why it would work. Uh, what preliminary results show is that for two thirds of people that have MDMA assisted psychotherapy, the MDMA does facilitate a very strong and positive psychotherapeutic process such that they no longer really even have PTSD anymore. But for one third of the patients, this is not the case. So 
Um, this isn't a magic pill. This isn't a guaranteed. Um, this is not a guarantee of success, but it is so far um, one of the most promising options that veterans have. Most veterans with PTSD have tried to go to therapy, have been on a medication or more than one medication, have also tried um, a course of psychotherapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or all sorts of things that are offered to veterans and still have their PTSD, even if those treatments helped uh, take, take the edge off of some of the symptoms. One of the things that I want to emphasize, though, is that when you take psychedelics at home or alone or not in the presence of the trained psychotherapist, it will not have a therapeutic effect. So that part's really important. Um, psychedelics are not legal in this country, and they are used uh, recreationally sometimes, um, but recreational use is not clinical use. And so no one should have the expectation that if they take the MDMA and say, well, I don't really need the therapist, I can just think my own thoughts, that this will have um, a clinical benefit. Really the psychotherapy part and the, and the being in that safe container with the therapists who are trained to work with somebody in an altered state is a very critical component. So right now we're still investigating this treatment we are excited about having a therapy that will help even more veterans than what we can accomplish now with our current treatment tools. Um, but it is still research. So if you do want to enroll, enroll in a clinical trial, you have to understand that we are testing this treatment to see if it does work. Uh, we're not necessarily saying that it will work um, because that is what clinical research is all about. And last question, uh, Rachel, when it comes to, uh, you said that the VA has been studying PTSD for over three decades. Um, what, is, what do you learn from the psychotherapy, from the drug trials, and, and how does that get applied? Um, say, you know, you mentioned that this only currently is only working for two thirds of the, those in the trial, but there have to be practical implications for treating our future veterans, right? I mean, the wars, unfortunately, are not going to go away. People are going to be serving in the military. Um, PTSD is, is going to continue to occur. So I would imagine that regardless of 100% success, there are things that you and the team can learn from these types of things, these trials. Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, uh, our laboratory has been focused on understanding how to predict treatment response regardless of the treatment, um, and also uh, have biological correlates of positive outcomes. So we know a, a, a great deal, and we hope to learn more about the kind of biologic state that a person should be in to optimally benefit from different kinds of treatments. And we also have some idea of what it looks like biologically in terms of the fight or flight response and other hormones and neurochemicals. Uh, when people recover. So we are going to be studying those things in connection with the MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. So if you do apply for our clinical trials, don't be surprised that you'll be asked also to participate in um, neuroimaging studies where they take a picture of your brain and also blood studies uh, to look at your hormones and maybe epigenetics and other 
um, important molecular markers because this idea of trying to match a veteran to an appropriate treatment is a very important <clears throat> idea. Um, this is done in other um, areas of medicine like cancer where you first learn a lot about the person's biology before you understand what kind of a medicine to give or what kind of a treatment approach. And so we're in a very good era now where we're not only developing treatments for PTSD, we're actually trying to understand how to best match people uh, because the worst thing that can happen, and this does happen, is that somebody with a full heart goes to the VA or goes to a therapist and tries to get the best care they can but their response just isn't strong enough. It's not the therapist's fault. It's not the patient's fault. It's the fact is that there isn't a one size fits all therapy, but there are multiple kinds of tools in our armamentarium. And our um, task is to really help identify in advance who is going to most likely succeed with one kind of an approach or the other so that we can offer people quick relief when they come to see us. Yeah, obviously really great work. I wanna thank you so much for appearing on the program. And look, we, we would love to have you back on to talk about um, updates and how the trials are going and how the application is going as well. Dr. Rachel Yehuda, thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website, and of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest, of course. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a Tax Doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.